Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Ladies and gentlemen, aliens of all ages, aliens of all genders and sex, because we welcome everybody here to the Academy Star Trek podcast with me, Dimitri Zerdos, a.k.a. Fuck the Romulans, because fuck the Romulans. Nobody likes the Romulans. The Romulans have always been evil. Even even when they try to be good, they're still evil because they're just paranoid. They're a paranoid race. But I am never alone in the Academy. I am joined by my good friend, the Sinister Minister. The man you'll find on the smack attack because he's got to watch all that shitty ass wrestling on Friday nights. And he's more of a man than me to watch that shit. Is my man John Enright. Johnny, how are you doing today, brother? Good, brother. I'm doing good. I'm working on the Andorian tan. It's I summertime. See that. It's Andorian tan. Andorian tan. It's 106 degrees here right now with high oh, pollen awesome. alert. So oh. when you say, what did I do this morning at 8 30? I was mowing my grass. Let's go. Uh, getting that shit man. done. Ugh, I know. It was. That's terrible. We we've had crazy pollen here in upstate, but it's been a little cooler. Actually, we this this past weekend, my uh, my church we had the Greek festival for the first time in three years, right? Because you know of you know that that vid we had it, and usually every time we have it, it's like balls hot, like so mm. humid and so sticky. And the costumes, when we wear traditional costumes, and the costumes are like wool. Cool. So we sweat our nuts off, but this year it wasn't too bad. But yesterday when we did it, we um, for for Saturday night because because we danced twice on Saturday, our night performance we dressed up as immigrants. So we wear like you know like mismatched like suits and stuff, and uh, yeah, that was it was even though it was cool, you sweat like a motherfucker when you have like a wool coat, a wool vest, pants and stuff. So. But uh, we had a, we had a lot of fun. So, and but we've also had a lot of pollen too. So, Ugh. yeah, yeah. If you for someone who doesn't have allergies, you know, but I understand it's still God it's bless still, you, man. God bless uh, you because shit, it fucking crushed me, man. The pollen just crushes me. I, and I, I mean, still though, it's just you, the shit gets in the air no matter what. Whether you like me, if you don't have allergies, or if you do, it still affects you. Like I mean, yeah. I think I think I got a head cold from it because. Last week, because it was, you know, just all over the place and just, oh, and you walk out and you got pollen all over the place. And it's just, it's like, I don't know, we're, we're not, I know technically we're not in summer, we're in summer, but we're not in summer because it hasn't hit the 21st yet, you Mm -hmm. know, for, for June. But I mean, it's been a hundred and something the last three days already. (laughs) And, and that's, that's the temp. That's not the feels like, but the feels like is like, you know, a hundred and 110 or something like that 112 yeah but but you guys got the dry heat though right no 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 it's i mean it's not as bad as houston but we we're assuming humidity is about 50 to 70 percent really yeah so i mean it's, get the it's, fuck out of here it's really? not like wow. south louisiana and houston down and that stuff but 
I mean, when you go further west, yeah, you get more of that dry heat. And then when you get into Arizona and when you get to El Paso and Midland and all that. Yeah, yeah. But no, here you still got plenty of rain and you wow. know, things like that. So, you know, humidity, I think right now, um, uh, let's see, it's a hundred and it's it's a hundred and six right now. Holy um, shit. yeah. And uh let's see. They're saying high pollen count, um, like super high. And um, there's a heat warning till 9 o'clock tonight. And let's see, humidity. Well, no, we're good. Humidity is only at 24% right now. Okay, all right. So, because we haven't had rain in a while. Um, But it's 102 in Dallas. Wichita Falls, 107. Uh, Abilene, 107. Uh, Waco's 100. San Angelo's 105, so it's we're at an excess, excessive heat warning. Mm-hmm. So the high today is supposed to be 108. Tomorrow, 105. Tuesday, 101. We get a reprieve on Wednesday of 98, and then Thursday, 101. Uh, Friday's 103, 102 Saturday. Ooh. Sunday, Ooh. a reprieve of 99, and then next, the Monday, the 20th, 104. Tuesday, Ooh. 109. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we've got some – Serious, like the good part is at least we get down to 78 at night, 77. That's good. So we're not, but I mean, I've seen it where we've been in the hundreds and your low is like 82, 83, you know, so you don't get below 70. So it's the next day is a fucking scorcher because you're Jeez. just so hot, you know. I mean, and then the, the, that's the thing is there's no precipitation in sight in, in anytime soon. Yeah, that's like that's like my dad's part of Greece. I mean, which I mean, it's 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 dry as all hell during the summer, mm. but every day, hundred to two hundred and three, you know. But there, I mean, there it's it's a dry, it's dry as dry you can get for the heat. Mm. And if you want to, you know, you can drive to the ocean. It's like like ten or fifteen minutes away, which mm. is nice. I mean, that's that's right. nice, but still. <laughs> but every day you walk out, you're like. Holy shit! Can it just be like ninety instead of like one hundred and three? Yeah. No. And then, that's, it, yeah. and then at night, it's still like it's like ninety degrees at night too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's the that's the kicker. It doesn't get down to the seventies no. until much later. So no. it's at nine ten o'clock at night. No, You're at ninety no. something degrees. It's just miserable. So I, I will say I will say this. So we went from there. My dad's part in Greece was like one hundred and three degrees every day. And we go up to my mom's part of Greece, which is nor- northern Greece in the mountains. Mm. And we stayed at a village probably about half an hour away from like my mom's village mm. because, you know, they had they had like an inn there. And okay. you know, my my grandma's house was just in di- disarray. It just right. needed a lot of work. So we stayed there in this village called Avgirino and a beautiful. Um, a lot of Americans, you know, a lot of well, a lot of Greeks went to America from that village and he sent a lot of money back to the village to help build like this beautiful square they built the they rebuilt the church in the center of the square as well so we were there when you know when they had the bands playing you know they they got the clarinet players coming Mm. in it was 45 degrees at night holy cow i was i was i mean here's the thing 45 is is isn't cold here but when you're outside and there's wind my mother and sister, we went to a village called, we went to a town called Castoria where they sell the fur coats. Mm-hmm. My mom had like three layers on, a, ja- a light jacket, and her fur coat on. 
It was ridiculous. Oh wow! Ridiculous. And, and plus, crazy. the thing I don't want people to think, you know, oh look, you know, fucking baller. Okay, going out to Greece and buying fur coats. The reason why is because in Castoria you get basically like rock bottom prices. Like the price of like a leather jacket, you can buy mm. like a beautiful like mink fur coat because you don't have to go through any middlemen or anything there. Right, so, you're buying yeah. it straight from the vendor. You but yeah, you're, you're buying straight from the vendor. So, so like what a coat like that would cost like. Here in the states, like probably, like like fifteen to like two thousand mm. dollars. Over there, it's like you know three four hundred dollars. So I mean, you know, it's like you can't <coughs> can't beat the price, you know. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it's still for me. That's a lot for a jacket. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's still a lot. I mean, but know? if I could, let's put it this way: if I could buy a jacket for three hundred bucks and then turn around and come to the states and. Be like, you know what? I'm gonna sell it, and okay, we'll give you two grand for it. Okay, yeah, I'm not exactly. gonna be mad yeah. at that. I spent yeah. 300 bucks for it. So. Yeah, there's a there's there's a lot of markup in clothing. Especially. Yeah. yeah, a lot of markup. So if you so if you want to business business tip from the academy boys, if you know the clothing industry and you have, you know, you have people out there that can get you good prices on stuff, you'll make some money. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, will make some money. Do that. Do that. Find a vendor, be friends with them, and then yeah, because we because we were kind of talking about that yesterday. Me coming down to Weatherford and opening up a uh, men's uh, <laughs> uh, formal wear store. So. Exactly, we we, <laughs> have, we have those plans in mind. Well, I mean, we, it's like we definitely do. Or you know, like me, you get you have friend you have a friend who raises cattle, and when they have spare cattle, you can buy a half or a whole cow from them, and they that they butcher for you and everything, and you're paying. I mean, so you might pay up front, a, you know, like a couple of grand. But when you but parse that out, oh my god, yeah, it's way Can't cheaper than buying, yeah, buying from a grocery store. And so, oh, yeah, you're and you're helping local, uh, you're farmers, helping local you know? farmers, and you're plus to your, and it's like organic, and you know, mm -hmm. it's like you can't beat it. You're so trust. I, I mean, I trust the guy that we, we bought it from. I mean, I still have the steaks and and ground beef, and it is amazing. I mean, oh, it's I'm all, sure it is. Yeah. You know, great yeah. stuff. It's in my freezer. So I mean, yeah, it's just it's good stuff. So. Uh, you know, do if you can find if you make those contacts, man, it's worth it for you in the long run. It definitely run, is, yeah. You know, to, to go that route. So mm -hmm. you know, so uh yeah, that's that sounds like fun. You had your, your Greek fest, so that's uh that's awesome. I saw I think I saw something you posted about that. Yeah, so. I did, yeah. Yeah, that, I got that some videos cool. on there. Yeah, we got we go got some videos. So that it's uh yeah, it's a uh it's it's I mean it to me, I've been doing it for like twenty seven years. So wow and just like in wrestling, so so I'll, I'll I'll tell you a funny story. Okay, all like we have like we have a bunch of like now, mind you, this is called the adult group, but mm. most of the people in the adult group are like in their twenties, like 21, 22, 20. So and there's you know and there's like three, there's like four, there's like four or five of us that are like over the age of thirty. So <laughs> I'm one of them, and. But everyone was going crazy about like, oh, you know, what dance am I gonna dance with? Who am I gonna dance with? So literally, for like, because because we were like in a message group, there was about fifteen messages of like, and then like, and then like sheets of who you're gonna be with. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, are we trying to plan out a wrestling match here? Seriously, okay? <laughs> Duck one over one two hits you with the fucking stamps. I was like, what 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 is going on here, guys? We'll fucking call it in the ring when we get outside. We'll call it out there. And that's basically what we did. We called it out when we went out there. The fucking sheet went right out the fucking window. But uh, but no, but it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, but 
It's just like, I'm just sitting there. I'm in the dressing room. I'm like, oh my God, come on, man. <laughs> I've been doing this shit for way too long. Man. We just go out there and just ask them, hey, man, do you want to dance in this dance? Okay, cool. If not, then that's it. You know, the reason why we did that is because we had, we had about four, uh, four more girls. So that's the reason. Mm. I was actually thinking this was, this is going to be my last year doing it. Cause I'm like, I'm 39. I don't want to be doing it till I'm like, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that creepy old man in the dance. Yeah, group. Why not? Go I ahead. Know. So, but, uh, I talked to, you know, I talked, to, I talked to a couple of the guys. The guys were like, fuck that. They're like, dude, I want you to do this till you're like 50, man. We fucking love you. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> go for it, man. Yeah, you know, because, guy. because I just go, I dance, I have fun and I don't, I don't, it's whatever, man. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's what, that's what was one of the things that like, um, like growing up back home in Louisiana, you know, some nights, Saturday nights, we might go to Randall's or, or different places where they had Cajun music on on Saturday night. And you yeah. Go, Listen, I'll go listen to some friends play and you know, dance awesome, and whatever. Man. And every time there is a guy between his 70s and his 90s on the dance floor the entire time. And wow. he's, he's pulling chicks from all over any age, grabbing them, bringing them on the dance floor, That's dancing awesome. with them, and just did not stop. And I'm like, like you, you know, I'm taking a break. And this old man is just just, just, just lapping all of us. You. Owning he's everybody. Yeah, he's owning every. He never <laughs> left the dance floor, and I mean, it was just like, holy shit. I mean, it's just it is so cool to watch, you know. And I mean, that's this awesome, guy. Man. I mean, he's just keeping heritage alive, and you know, he's doing yeah. all those kind of things. It's just oh, that's awesome, bro. It's a ton of fun to watch that kind of stuff, especially mm-hmm. when you can appreciate what that generation before is doing, and then in turn, yeah. you're still helping keep that alive by doing that as well by mm-hmm. dancing and doing the stuff. So it's a uh, you know, it's it's very cool to be a part of um, different things like that, especially when it involves your heritage. You know, I think, yeah, um, it, you know, it's important, you know, to have family and have your family heritage mm-hmm. keep going and, and doing those things, whatever it might be. You know, you're you're obviously a lot closer to your Greek heritage than I am to like my Irish and English heritage because, you know, my family has been here a longer. So we're further from, you know, identifying of, you know. Well, I'm yeah. a, I know I'm some Irish. I got some English. I got some German. You know, whereas you know you're a lot closer, and and so in a way, I wish that we still had some of those closer connections. I mean, like I know that every time people go to Ireland, they go to the Cork area. There's a whole bunch of Enright Enright pub wow. and stuff like that, and people send me pictures. And that's you awesome, know, man. Because I read into some history and so the Enright started in that Cork area, and we were kind of like, you know, part of the not ruling class, but part of like the you know, we helped run the county, you know, you know, law enforcement. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really cool. I mean, I know we have a family crest um, and it's a legit family crest. It's not a bullshit one. It, it comes from, you know, that wow. kind of thing. So like that's what's something. The, um, what's the model on the crest? Uh, I, oh, shit. It's, it's easier for me to show you. Let me just, okay. uh, let me, let me just pull it up sure. um, and, and then I'll share it with you. Uh, do, 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 do. um, because, right. because stuff like that, I freaking love that. Kind yeah, of so let me do this. Uh, Chrome tab. Let's do this one. Okay, so this is kind of the understood design. You got this white. Um, is it? I can't tell if it's up. Okay, here it is. Yeah, there we go. We got it. Yeah. Okay, so you've got kind of the, a white wow. shield, 
and you've got the the red kind of banner going across. Dude, that's awesome, man. With the crest. Some of them have the helmet on top. Some of mm -hmm. them have a lion. Um, it just kind of depends, you know, on the on your take. But most of them, you see, they have some kind of helmet with the feathers and and then the, the kind of the, I, I guess you would call it an iron cross kind mm -hmm. of type thing, um, going with it. Um, so that's kind of the look and, and kind of the idea of it. My thought is, um, if my dad dies one day, or when my dad dies one day, um, I'm getting getting one of these on tattooed on my forearm. Oh, beautiful! I think that would be very cool. Your dad um, doesn't. Your dad is not a fan of tattoos. He is not a fan of tattoos <laughs> at all. Papa, know? Papa Henry, ain't gonna be yeah. no fucking tattoos in this family. No, no. And so, <laughs> so he, you know, he's like, oh, you know, da, 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 what are you gonna do that for, kind of thing. But you what know, are you, what, what, what are you, what are you, some kind of biker or drug dealer? Yeah, okay, come yeah. on. What's that gonna look like when you're 80? You know, kind of thing. Like, All right, I'm glad you think I'm gonna live till 80. You know, appreciate that. So, but you know, so I mean, it's it's a nice crest. It's 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 simple, but still kind of you know. Yeah, no, it's you know, it's, I, I like it's it. It's a nice crest, brother. Yeah, it's a nice crest. Yeah, so it works. Nice it works for you know what we would do. So that's that's kind of what I would do with it, Beautiful. and and go from there and just have it on my forearm. I like it, man. Um, and, and and roll with that. But that'll be after he kicks the bucket, just because <laughs> yeah, in a way to honor him and yeah. in, in our family. But two, just because I know he, I don't want to hear his, you know, you know. He'd be uh, like, well, "What the fuck is that shit on your arm?" Okay, come on. Yeah, what's that gonna look like? What's that gonna look like when when you're seventy or eighty? I'm like, oh, okay. you better you you better hope it's not permanent. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I hope I hope it's washable. Yeah, yeah, is that washable? Yeah, <laughs> he'll probably say something stupid like that. Yeah, so oh my god, I don't know. So that's 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 the uh, you know I mean so we do have some connection. Like I know he that's has awesome, man. That's um great. he has he has I think um. Uh, at at his house, he's um, in in Tyler. He's got uh, a banner that kind of has the crest with oh, some, wow, of the, okay. some of the family history listed oh, on awesome, there. Man. So um, so you know he it's not like he hasn't looked into it either. You know he's kind of done his part as well. But um, my dad is big on family. Like so, like we usually try to go to Minnesota. You know, every five or seven years. Oh, okay. And we meet up with those those the Enrights up there and the Johnsons, which is his mom's side of the family. Mm -hmm. And we have a big reunion every year. Oh, beautiful! Uh, like every and like my dad pays for the, the Texas Enrights to go to Minnesota. Wow! Like, Look, I'll pay for your airfare and your hotel. So uh, whether you want or if you want to drive, I'll pay for your gas and your hotel. But you know, just let me know, and you know, so that there's no excuse, you know, for anybody that can't say, "Well, I can't afford to go." It's just a matter. Of, okay, well, that's. Really, you know. that's really yeah. awesome of your father. Yeah. And speaking of family here, a little segue back into Star Trek. <laughs> you know, we can see how all the crews on, like how on, on all the on all the series episodes where all the crews, it's basically they are like family. Yeah, you know, you know, Kirk and Spock and McCoy. That's almost like three three brothers. And then with Picard, Riker, and, and Troy. It's almost like he's like a father figure to them. Right. And with Enterprise, you know, it's basically like, you know, Archer out there, you know, you know, and, you know, he's got his, you know, he's got his young people, you know, he's, he's guys, he's got his brothers that are with him as well. Mm -hmm. Deep Space Nine, you know, it's like the love, you know, Cisco and, and 
and Jake and then with, you know, Kira and Dax and everyone else, you know, it's like your sisters. So to me, you know, you know, I know a lot of people are saying, you guys don't talk about Star Trek till we're 20 minutes at the show, but you know, exactly. Fuck the haters. They can go fuck off. Uh, but you know, when we talk about family and we talk about things, you know, you talk about, you know, like, you know, our ethnicity and stuff, you know, it's, you know, maybe stuff that's not touched, touched a lot in Star Trek, but you know, it should be, Yeah, <laughs> it should be talking about ethnicities and stuff, but also too, when we talk about family, you know, you can see, you know, how everyone's a family in Star Trek. So. Right. Well, I mean, I also find it interesting. They do touch on ethnicity a little bit, especially Deep Space Nine. Because yes. you had, you're right. Like, yeah, they do. You know, because you you talk, you know, you had Cisco and Jake and his dad with the Creole and the aspect mm -hmm. of it there. You yeah. have Colmini, you know, you have uh, O'Brien, and then of course he married, you know, Kiko, uh, Kiko, and then yeah. so you have that Irish Japanese kind of heritage mixing uh, and I, you know things like that that's great yeah and so you know so there's there's even that aspect of it of you know you have those families and those dynamics and mm -hmm. and things along those lines and Worf and Jadzia with a trill versus you know yeah trill and, and, and Klingon you know I mean it's 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 very neat to see how yes they are important but they're not hindering you yes. know and when it comes to relationships it's, yeah. it's not that kind of thing and of course Dr. Also, McCoy it's deep southern roots you know, yeah, but that none of that hinders I, 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 everything along those lines. I fucking, so. love, I fucking love McCoy. Oh, I know who doesn't. Doctor I mean, McCoy. Yeah, actually, actually, you know who I really like I, as a doctor, and he's fucking awesome. And Benga in Strange yes. New Worlds. Oh, he's 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 been great. Fucking phenomenal. Strange yeah. New Worlds. Yeah, I got it. If, if you guys aren't watching Strange New Worlds. It's what the fuck's wrong with you people? Yeah, Seriously, easy, what the fuck's wrong? It's easily yeah. the best thing that they have put out. Oh, so my far. God. It's, it's, the best thing, it's the best thing since Deep Space Nine, really. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to the show. I mean, it's just this week's episode. I mean, I know I know we're going to talk about just how powerful this week's episode was. Mm -hmm. I mean, just it was. Yeah. I mean, shocking, powerful. Yeah, I, I got just, I was. I did not see that coming at the end of that. I mean, I, I kind of did, but still. You did? I did. I mean, you know, again, I'm the worst person to watch because I can kind of see the things coming, you know, of what's going to happen, you know, because I'm used to the writing and, and, and production and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and where we're going. But at the same time, too, like when they showed what happened before the next, you know, person and thing happened, oh. like, I was like, oh. oh, wow. Like they showed that and like the person saw what was going to happen. Oh damn! You're like okay, and uh, you know it's just, and then of course yeah. you know the twist of you know like figuring out the twist of certain things and and how the episode went. It was a great episode. It was Again, a great episode. They they have knocked every episode out of the ballpark. Yeah, it's really been, it's been really it's, it's been, been good. really really good. So you know? and but you got to give it up to the acting. You know, the acting has been. <sighs> Phenomenal. And the writing, the writing's been on point. The writing's Acting, been good too. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Nurse Chapel, uh, Doctor mm -hmm. Mbinga, uh, Anson Mounta's Pike, um, uh, Una Chin Riley. You know, Rebecca Romaine. I mean, Ethan Peck as Spock. You know, oh all, yeah. And then all the new characters that they're introducing, they've just been. Uh, I, I love Himner. He's like, hey, the, I know I like Himner too. He, he's like, 
he's like the McCoy of the of the Enterprise, he except McCoy. he's in engineering, you know, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he, with a little bit of that arrogance of like, well, I'm better than you, but he's also super grumpy, you know. Yeah, I, mean? I, love, <laughs> I love super grumpy. Like you yeah. know, I I'm blind and I smashed my fucking hand. What do you expect? <laughs> you know, like you know that was that was one of the episodes. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, he was, was just super grumpy and. Super uh, grumpy. Oh man, it's great to watch you know him interact and and, and yeah. the crew and and things like that because he's not Andorian, he's Anar. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you don't remember from Enterprise, Anar are the subspecies of Andorians who are blind but have telepathic you know abilities and have stronger senses. So yeah. he's an engineer. He's the head engineer on the Enterprise without any vision. You know, that's so, crazy. Yeah, it, that's- dude. And it's That's awesome insane. to watch him work. Yeah, you know? it is, yeah. And he does like he does some things, and people are like, "What? How are you? Okay." Like there was, uh, I think, in one of the earlier episodes, like, "I need more power to the transporters." He goes, "Okay, I'm rerouting more power through this and this." And he's like, "Whoa, how'd you do that?" Like the you know, like just the thoughts processes yeah, that he has, yeah, and it's... you know, everything. It's it's really great. Um, so if you're not checking that out, uh, do what so. are you doing? What are you doing? What but you I doing? guess we should give the people some news since we kind of transitioned to Strange New Worlds, and I yes, think it'll be have. a part of our news. So, uh, James, uh, if you would, my friend, right here, put in our, our, our sound for our new uh, – well, not new. Put in the sound for the news right <laughs> the now. News. I am so – whatever. <laughs> After last week, I don't even remember. The oh, bosun's whistle—that's what it is. Retro All Badger right. was awesome last yeah. week. Oh, shout out, so shout out, shout out, Badger! Yeah, fucking awesome videos, man. He's, yeah, he's the got Galaxy, some great stuff. the Galaxy X class from fucking hell, dude. That's Galaxy. badass. It is badass. Badass. So we touched on uh, these first two a little bit, but we're gonna—I'm gonna dive deeper into them um, uh, from last week. But uh, this week, uh, uh, Starfleet, uh, as of Let's see. As of June second, um, no, at the end of June, I'm sorry. Uh, Deep Space Nine will be exiting Netflix, and that ends Netflix decade of uh, showing Trek. Wow! Um, so, so, and it's so, the last one. Wow! So, so Netflix had Trek for ten years. Yes. Yes. Holy and so, shit. so, so this, and this is the last of the Star Trek. Um, uh, shows that are, are on Netflix. And so basically from this point forward, it'll be Paramount Plus. Um, um, and that was the whole purpose is they're trying to, um, you know, bring everything under the mm-hmm. Paramount Plus. Yeah, logo. which is, I mean, which is smart, but right. you should give you should give the option. I, I, I think it's still on YouTube. You have the option to, to purchase series and purchase movies, I think. Star Trek movies and series. Yes. On YouTube, which is good. I mean, you know, which is if you don't have Paramount Plus, you can go, you can go that direction. So right, but, but Paramount Plus is four ninety nine for yeah, you know, it's, a month. It's so cheap, though. I it's mean, that's so the thing. cheap. I mean, you're getting so much stuff with exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, and they're doing a great job of putting out new. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, five like five Trek, you know, shows in production plus all the movies and the different things you can get. The you know the updated HD, four um, K. Uh, motion picture with the new things that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, I mean, there's just stuff that you're not getting anywhere. So it's not even on DVD. You can only watch it on Paramount Plus. Um, so you know, those are the things that you got to kind of weigh in. Is is what is that worth for you? You know, there um, on that. And speaking of Paramount Plus, um, kind of as we said, but for sure, um, June 22nd, uh, Paramount Plus will debut in the UK. 
and in parts of Europe um, so that they will have everything uh, up to that point. Um, and then, uh, then it says um, they will have strange new worlds. Um, I think the first three episodes and then okay. they will have everything on running Wednesdays for the uh, 10 episode first season. Beautiful. Um, so how many, how many, how many episodes strange new worlds going to be? Is it it be says a- 10. It says ten episodes for ten season. episodes. Oh, yeah. that, that's it. Yeah. So they're about Discovery. five weeks behind. You okay. Know, than everybody else. Um, oh, so so Discovery was only. Well, yeah, I thought Discovery was I, thirteen I thought, or fourteen. Oh, thirteen and fourteen. So Strange World. So it's not going to be thirteen or fourteen. Just going to be ten. Right. That's what they're saying for this first mm-hmm. season. Um, but you know, Discovery and some of these other ones were shorter, like that too. Oh, I see. Um, okay. You know, Picard was only six or seven or eight or like that. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the full. You know, oh, thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So it says episode eight. It's it's about five weeks behind uh, everybody else in other regions. With episode eight of Strange New World set to arrive in the U.S. on Thursday, June twenty third. So they're getting their stuff released on Wednesday. Um, USA gets their stuff released on Thursday, but they're about five weeks behind. Okay. Um, uh, it says, but uh, the, what has also been confirmed that all four seasons of Discovery and all 10 episodes of the first season of Star Trek Prodigy will be available. There's no word yet on new episodes from the three original Star Trek series in the UK, but they're also um, have said that Lower Decks and Picard um, will continue to be exclusive to Amazon Prime in the UK. So, okay. um, so the, there's still some, you know, licensing and things that will, will have to be kind of figured out for there. But, um, you know, uh, all the feature in uh, six feature films will be on, uh, Paramount plus two, three, uh, six generations, nemesis and star Trek 2009 will also be available. Okay. Um, and then, the first three episodes of Halo, The Man Who Fell to Earth, and Super Pumped, along with the full seasons of The First Lady, The Offer, Mayor of Kingstown, Yellowstone, 1883, American Rust, Yellow Jackets, and iCarly will all be oh. available for them. Um, and it's saying um, the pricing will be £6.99 per month or $69.90 per annum in the UK and the Republic of Ireland. And that's being confirmed this week. You know, so um, that's that's kind of their cost. It doesn't say if that is like going to be um, uh, without commercial or anything like that. It's just that's the one pricing they have. I see. So if you're in over in Retro Badger's neck of the woods, that's your pricing, what it's going to be. And that's kind of where we're headed right now for yeah. for that. So, um, you know, that's that's everything there. So uh, I think Triple D, I think it's to me, this is good. I like the idea of having it all in one place, um, especially as as they continue to expand Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. I think it only makes it better to have everything there. But what about you? Yeah. What do you, think, you know, you know. I mean, if if you look at how Disney handles the Star Wars franchise, Star Wars is only on Disney. Marvel is only on Disney. You can't get Marvel or or Dis- You can't get Marvel or Disney movies or Star Wars movies on other streaming platforms. Can you? Uh, not right now. No. Yeah, and and you're bringing it all into one, which is good, which is going to make your network a little bit more desirable. And and people already know that Paramount Plus for sci-fi fans, that's the Star Trek one. If you're into Trek, that's where you go for Trek. You don't have to. You don't have to have Amazon for. You don't have to have 
Netflix for $9.99. You'll have to have Hulu for $8.99 to watch these episodes. You can all get it on one, one place for $4.99 here in America and then six pounds and 99 pence over in England. Right. So, you know, it's like can't beat it. You know? right. So, and then plus two with all the rest of the great shows that you get with Paramount Plus. So, right. Exactly. We so, should we should we should really get a sponsor from Paramount Plus. How, uh, how much we <laughs> we have pimped them over so hard, dude. We do seriously, man. We pimped yeah. them out big time. Hey, Paramount Plus, if you want to you want to send us a little little something something, we don't mind. You yeah, know, exactly. Free service, you know. I'm, I'm not saying you know service is rendered. You know, that'd yeah, be great. That'd be great. So, uh, so of course, uh, for those of you who don't know, June fourth marks. The 40th anniversary of the release of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, wow. And Paramount is celebrating with a summer of sweet revenge. Yeah, is what they're calling it. Um, They've also launched a website at Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Pecan. Pecan. Yeah. Um, Apparently, somebody has Wrath of Khan. um, But (laughs) one of the things you could do, apparently it's over now, but you could have voted for a battle-ready con or post-battle con in a Funko Pop. Um, you know, with oh. kind of the melted face and the battle damage or the pre one. Um, it looks like I clicked on the link and it looks like it only sent me to the pre battle one. So it looks like that one won for, mm. um, but it's a 40 year Star Trek shop exclusive. So you can't get it anywhere else other than the Star Trek shop. You can get it on pre order right now. It's $16.95 um, and it'll ship to 2023. And Johnny, so, what's what's the website to go to for this, Johnny? Uh, it's StarTrekShop.com. Okay. Um, and it's it's slash product slash Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan 40th anniversary exclusive limited edition Funko Pop figure, and that's the only place you can get it. So um, it is it is a pretty it's a nice you know, you know con you know uh, Funko Pop. So if you collect mm-hmm. Funko Pops, you can get this 40th anniversary edition. Uh, fun co-pop, but that's not all they're doing this summer. Um, as you, we and I have talked about, they're doing um, screening for Fathom events and um, September 4th, 5th, and 8th. So at the end of the summer, it'll be the director's cut, Wrath of Khan, that you'll you can see on the big screen um, at Fathom nice. events. You can go ahead and get your tickets for that now um, and find a uh, theater in your area to do that. And then... Um, uh, so uh, and it says starting June fourth, Paramount Plus Whoop, streaming service giant. will feature. Yeah. And... Oh, okay, John. You're right. You yep. You froze up a little bit, brother. Oh, I was gonna say you've been freezing up for. <laughs> we're good. All right. Uh, let's see. Streaming service will feature special carousels with a specially curated selection of concentric revenge theme Star Trek episodes and movies. The curated list. We shared on Star Trek's official social channels um, at Star Trek and Star Trek on PP+. Then, last but not least, Paramount has also partnered with ice cream brand Cool House to bring a limited edition Wrath of Pecan ice cream yeah. to New York City via a specially branded truck that will visit fans in Soho at Prince and Green Streets on June 4th. Wrath of Pecan. Yeah, Wrath of Pecan. Which you don't say it's not pecan, it's pecan, but you know, pecan, yeah. I'm not going to be picky. Um, so, pecan! yeah, <laughs> As it says the Cool House Ice Cream Truck will celebrate National Ice Cream Day on July 17th in Los Angeles, visiting Second Street and Santa Monica Boulevard, 
Chuck will also be headed to San Diego Comic Con, which runs July 21st to 24th. So they'll have those, those flavors at those three places in New York and Los Angeles uh, there. So the New York was already passed, but July is coming for Los Angeles where you can check those out. Can we um, can we order these pecan sandwiches online? It doesn't look like you can. Fuck. I know. Yeah. So actually, actually speaking of that, I love the the uh the uh, fat kid in me wants some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just oh, yeah. so so triple D, I know you're a uh, motion picture guy, but do you feel this is uh you know, do you feel like they're doing a little bit more for Wrath of Khan now that it's 40 years for this? Well, I mean, listen, you got to look like this. You know, the motion picture was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal movie. Um, really helps set the tone for Star Trek. Really, it was a successful movie for Star Trek. But, I mean, the, the, the Wrath of Khan is the Wrath of Khan. I mean, it's mm-hmm. such an iconic movie that, and you ask, 90% of Star Trek fans, what their favorite movie is, usually they're going to say Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. You know, because because of the villain, Ricardo Montalban, what he was able to do. You know, unlike the motion picture where they were fighting a fucking entity in the motion picture, in Wrath of Khan, they're fighting, they're fighting Khan. Mm-hmm. And, and then, plus you also have, you know, the, the death of Spock. I mean, it's just so, just powerful it's yeah. I mean, I can see the reason why Paramount would basically back the Brinks truck on back the Brinks truck up on the wrath of Khan because it's considered, it's considered to me, it's one of the greatest Star Trek movies ever. Right. You have to give it, you know, you have to put it out there. You know, it's like here, what are they going to do for a Funko pop? They're going to try, you try making a V'ger Funko pop. Good fucking luck on that. Okay. Right. You know, I mean, listen, what they've done with the motion picture is really good, I thought, you know, and the motion picture is making a bit of more of a comeback, but and everything else, you can you can market the Wrath of Khan a lot better than you can the uh, motion picture. Yeah. Yeah. There's just there's a lot more to it, I think, in the long run yeah, that, that yeah, sticks yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. marketable. You know, yeah. I, I think I think that was the one thing that really hurt the motion picture. There wasn't time. there wasn't as much marketable that you could do. I mean, yeah, you, you can market the ships. You know, oh, the, the ships, on, yeah, you know yeah, that. The, but yeah, exactly, you know, character wise, you know, I mean, again, you put everybody in the same kind of color uniforms. So how do you how do you market yeah. that? At least now, you know, you ha- with the next motion pictures, even though they had the same colors, like with the red jackets, you still had that kind of bold look to them, the yeah. color. You know, I mean, the, the those figures don't do as well. And of course, if you'd have done your original series stuff and kept with that, you had all those different colors to delineate and then yeah. market that. So I, I can understand why you would do that. I mean, again, to Rathacon, everybody, is, you know, when everybody, I think if you tell somebody, hey, what do you think about when you think of Star Trek and movies? They say Rathacon. They're going to think of Rathacon. You know, it, yeah. it was just a good story. Iconic. You know, long-term storytelling, you know, again, proof that long-term t- storytelling works, you know, yes. and then you had great characters and actors and the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, there's just so much going on with it. So, you know, um, so speaking of marketing, we do have uh, a look at the newest XO6 uh, Star Trek figure. Oh. It is the Spock Mirror Universe 12-inch figure. Really? Um, looks okay. amazing. 
Um, the mm -hmm. the the sculpt for the face is incredible. Um, the uniform looks great, but you want to know how much it costs? Probably a hundred dollars. One hundred and ninety-eight dollars. It's considered grade A, though. Okay, um, you okay. know, but it's it is it is not. I mean, it comes with uh, Spock on a transporter pad stand. Um, he has a phaser, and, he, and then of course he has his blue tunic with the yellow sash and the different pins and things he has on him. Uh, he has uh, the mind meld hand that you could put on there. Um, he's got, um, you know, just uh, he's got a flat hand. He's got different kind of hands you could put in multiple points of articulation. Um, I'm telling you, XO has done a great job um, with with that. The uh, they the this website I'm looking at has them standing next to the QMX different figures, which also look really great, and it looks like they're on par with each other. Really, it's it's a very incredible. Um, they're talking about. You know, th this is not an action figure you you buy to play with. This is a collectible um, for that. So there, there's only going to be so many of these. Uh, and they're talking about this year. They're going to XO6 promises two more um, Mirror Universe characters. One is the leering Scarface security officer Sulu. Um, <laughs> and it looks amazing. The oh, head yeah, sculpt yeah. is him sneering in cursed direction as he announces his assassination plan. Um, and it's just awesome. Um, uh, and then there's uh Star Trek the Motion Picture Kirk, uh, okay, and there's talking about Spock and maybe you have Disco McCoy in the works among the figures. Disco McCoy, yeah, you know? I listen, I might have to get Disco McCoy, yeah. Um, there's also talks of Lord Krug from Star Trek 3, okay. Christopher Pike, Spock and Telosian from the Menagerie, so which is a wheelchair Pike. Um, yeah, and then and that's some of the stuff we're talking about that XO6 is going to be doing. But I mean, you know, it's a one six scale, so they're 12 inch um figures, yeah, but look still, amazing, oh my God. yeah. But $200, I mean, that's a lot of money, yeah. John. But you, yeah, that's a lot of money. I mean, like, you could get don't get me wrong, listen, listen, I'm XO6, I'm putting them over huge, yeah, fucking awesome company, great shit, but. Could you imagine this a ship you could get for two hundred dollars from Eagle Moss or something? Yeah, you know it's so. But you know what though? Hey, if they're making them, that means guess what? They're selling them. So yeah. Hey yeah. man, get that money, brother. Get yeah, that money. Yeah, you know? just you know, just like just just like all these golfers that left the PGA to, to go play for the live golf, the Saudi right. back tournament. Everyone's like. How can they do that? It's about the money, man. It's a fucking job. You yeah. know, that's it. So if they can get $200 for an action figure, let them get their money, baby. Let them get it because yeah. I might fucking buy it. So there you well, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> hang on. I've got another one that you might want because it's, okay. a, it's a toy maker. Tommy is making a 32-inch die-cast Star Trek US Enterprise TOS weighing 20 pounds. Um, what? Yes. It's uh what are you pounds? Yes, it is Holy it is a shit. one one and three fiftieth scale premium die cast US Enterprise model from the original series made of 90% die cast metal. The model includes precision detailing, decorations over over 70 LED lights, and premium stand with collector packaging. Oh my god. The model measures 32 inches and weighs almost 20 pounds. I'm telling you, Triple D, this thing looks amazing. There's an incredible like 
stand we, that it comes with. Here, I'm here. You, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna share it with we, you. Yeah, can we can we share that? Because I want to look at that. I just want to be me, amazed. Let me let me get that twenty one pound model with LED mm-hmm. lights. Do you have to? Do you, do you have to? You have to put the LED lights in there. I oh know my, it comes with it. Oh my god! Yes. Oh wait, here it gets oh. even better. Gets even better. Watch this. Look, you can have a second stand and do saucer separation. Oh no! Working lights and overall diecast metal construction. Oh my god! Yeah, what you talking about for this? Because you already take my money. Okay, the Tommy U.S. Enterprise will be priced at five hundred ninety nine. Oh good lord, man! That's yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's a little much. It says they have begun a crowdfunding campaign today for pre-orders, which runs from June seventh to July eighth, twenty twenty two. Pre-orders will only be charged if July they reach the goal of five thousand pieces ordered. Production will begin in the fall with delivery schedule for summer 2023. And uh, so if you want to register and pre-order your 5, Star Trek. 5000 So $30,000. Wait a minute. No, no, no. $600. So $600 times how many Five, do you want? 5000 Yeah. That's 300 Yeah. Well, no, no. Wait, what is that? I can't do fucking math today. I can't either. That's a lot of money. What is this? Like three, it's like $300,000 or something crazy, something like Holy yeah. shit! It's, it's probably it's probably costing them probably like fifty thousand dollars. Thirty-two inch, twenty pound, full metal die cast Lord. Enterprise, though. I mean, that's the thing. I, yeah. I will say this though. I mean, it's it's fucking impressive for for what it is. Yeah, twenty With LED lights. Yeah, LED, also yeah. separation. I mean, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, it, I it mean, is. it is definitely something I would own if I could swing that. I mean, ugh, you know, just I mean, I, hear, I mean, let's. Six hundred bucks. It just geez, that's a lot of money. It hits you in the uh, hits it you in the gut. Hits you, know? you, hits you square in the nuts, man. Yeah, you know, but shoot, shoot, but shoot, I just you spent you spent that kind of money on stuff before. Uh, that... I have, I have. I have. <laughs> so, John, John, I want I want to retire in ten years, John. <laughs> One thing: don't get married and have kids. Number two: don't spend six hundred dollars on Star Trek model. <laughs> Oh boy! But, oh, so, if, if you guys want to check this out, this is at um, trekmovie.com and you can find the article that has it on here. It's a beautiful design. Exactly. I mean, the the LEDs in the in the you know the nacelles. You can yeah. see the lighting in the ship mm-hmm. itself. I mean, in the where the windows would be. I yeah, mean, it is just it's legit. It is magnificent. I mean, if you're if you're gonna buy something to display. Something that's you know it's gonna be like a head turner, and that you know that people are gonna be like, hey, oh my gosh, that the Enterprise from Star Trek. That's right. something that you would want to buy. I mean, I can see spending six hundred dollars for something like that. Right. You know. Yeah. So. And it, that it is easily a a uh, feature piece that you would put on like yeah, the mantors. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um. You know, so that's that's an amazing part. So, uh, but Star Trek Paramount Studio Chief. Star Trek Four close to starting close to the starting line says really want more Calvin crew yeah so nice nice because you know, we've heard a lot from the things about that um, uh, and so the planned Star Trek film will again be produced by Jason Abrams who was brought into Paramount's Investor Day in February to make the big announcement along with who's, new who's doing it JJ's doing it yeah yeah, yeah. oh and, Jesus here we go with the fucking lens flares yeah well you know but hey. Paramount's, you know, new big guy chief uh, Brian Robbins is on board, and um, they're they're talking about the, how Top Gun Maverick has done well. 
So they're wanting, um, says Paramount has set a date for December 22, 2023 for the Star Trek film. And in, in February, Abrams announced the goal to start filming at the end of the year in order to make the date. Um, so I, I, still, I still believe they should have had uh, uh, Tarantino or um, Nicholas Mayer come in and, and do a Star Trek 4. Well, you know, or Star Trek 4, the Calvin timeline. Right. And, but it says right now they have solicited at least two scripts. With the latest reports for being a script from Josh Freeman, uh, Friedman, who wrote Avatar 2 and Cameron Squires from WandaVision, based on an earlier draft of Lindsay Beer um, and uh, Geneva Robertson Dwar, um, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. So they've got at least two scripts that they're looking at. Who was um, the. Um, no, I'm sorry, John, let me interrupt you. No, who was the script that uh, Jeff Russo said that they should have taken and that, you know. Um, I, I, I know what you talked about, but yeah, 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 because, because we're, we're both like, yeah, both like calm the fuck down. Okay. Seriously. Right. Yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. It's like, so could have been so, yeah, Yeah. well maybe, but Gene Ronberry thought the motion picture was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but you compare it to, you know, it's just. You know, there do come times where it is kind of boring. So, mm-hmm. well, um, Brian Robbins spoke in general about his focus on moving forward with the studio, and he mentioned long term prospects of the studio's franchises, including Star Trek, saying this going forward, I'm focused on our franchises. We are fortunate to have amazing franchises which we need to lean into. We mm-hmm. have adult franchises like Mission Impossible, A Quiet Place, Transformers, and Star Trek. We have family franchises with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and SpongeBob. You've got to have yeah, multi-year they've... plans for these franchises. You can't just make a movie, see how it does, and then decide to make another one. Because if you do that, it will be years between sequels. So it's been six years since Star Trek Beyond. But this guy is talking about making not just Star Trek Four, but having a few in the bucket ready to go That's to good. see what they want. And I mean, I, I think I, I agree with him. Know, you have totally to have agree. at least like have a, a three a three movie arc for some of these things. He's like he says. We have amazing franchises. We need to lean on them. Um, so, well, I mean, I mean, the hell they built Paramount Plus on fucking Star Trek Discovery, right? You know. So, I mean, Star Trek helped build Paramount Plus, right? So, guess what? Bring it back to the fucking movie franchise, and it help build the movie franchise as well. Exactly. You know. So it's it's good. I'm excited for this. I love. I, I like the stuff Kelvin timeline. I think you can so explore a lot. Um, you you can you can take some interesting twists on stories like they've already oh, done God, yeah. Con and yeah. and some of the other stuff they did um, with Beyond and things like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Of course, you know the the different designs that they've come up with the space stations, um, the the ship designs and things mm-hmm. along those lines. I'm just really looking forward to seeing what they do with it and some of the stuff they take. So um, I'm looking. I, I really hope that they get this done for by December of next year. You know, I think it'll be great to be able yeah. to pull something like that off. So, um, more Kelvin, more movies. It does nothing but continue to make Star Trek um, that that franchise that it mm. deserves to be. So, and, and to tell you the truth, a, a lot of guys I talk to about about Star Wars, they tell me like, "Man, Star Wars is just." I I I, I know a lot of guys are are crazy about this about the Obi Wan mm. series. But I've I've heard a lot of reviews that it's kind of boring. That's really not that good. Hmm. That it's not as good as The Mandalorian or Boba Fett. That's what I've heard. And that Strange New Worlds is miles better than Obi Wan. 
Now, I'm not saying I was, I'm not saying I'm a Star Trek fan. That's kind of what I've heard from guys that, that watch it both. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I've, I've watched both, and it's like I you can't compare them, honestly, to me because yeah. one one LB one is a story about an individual, whereas, uh-huh. whereas Star Trek and and Strange New Worlds is an ensemble cast. You know, of uh, the Enterprise in its formative early years with an with an earlier crew. So you know, the nostalgia factor is strong in both, but then again, you know, with Strange New Worlds, you're ten years before. Captain Kirk, you know, gets control of the Enterprise, and then with Obi Wan, yeah, I think it's ten years after um, the end of the Clone Wars and and, and the and the third movie there. So was that when he what, was then when he left Anakin, basically just burnt up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Revenge in Revenge of the Sith. I think that uh, Return of the Sith, Revenge of the Return, Sith, whatever. Yeah. Revenge, Revenge of the, of the yeah, Sith. Yeah. 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 And so so we, which you Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. You know, which makes it kind of cool. They do get James Earl Jones to voice Darth Vader um, oh, nice. in Obi Wan. So yeah, so it, it's it's your it's hitting you in all the fields. You know, I'll have to I'll, I'll have to check that out because you know yeah. me, I'm a, I'm a huge original three Star Wars guy. Oh, so. and dude, when he when Darth Vader shows up on a planet where Obi Wan is at, dude, he is his most primal, badass, evil motherfucker that he has ever been in any time. Mm-hmm. Like you're like. Like you know, sometimes people were like, "Well, in in the you know Empire Strikes Back, he 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 didn't like really show, you know, how really evil he could be." Oh, he does so in this, like, no problem whatsoever. Snapping. Okay, yeah, you know, I definitely I mean, have to check it out. Oh, dude, he is so badass in this. It's just like, and I mean, it was this is where he like you and McGregor in an interview with Hayden Christensen said, "I was literally afraid when I saw you." When I saw you walking across in the full outfit, and you're coming across, he said, "I there was the first, I wasn't I wasn't playing fear. I was genuinely afraid when I saw you because that's how well they did with this thing. It's it's incredible what they did. So I liked it a lot. I thought they did a great job with it. So, um, it, but it, it's just it's different. I can't I compare them. You know, uh, I mean, if you want to try to compare them, go ahead. But I mean, just enjoy them for what they are. Exactly. You like, you like your Star Wars." Watch your Star Wars. You like your Star Trek? Enjoy your Star Trek. You like your Babylon 5? Watch that. I mean, just mm-hmm. enjoy it for what it is. Don't try to compare them. Exactly. Enjoy them for what they are. Exactly. You know? But, um, but you still, know. fuck Star Wars, though. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you got to have that. So do you want to hear about Mina Circus and what she has to say, or or do you want to skip her? <laughs> let's just let's just skip. Dude, she's... Dude, seriously, just... Just play console Troy and shut the fuck up. Yeah. But she, long story of it is she was cherished in the Star Trek Picard after being discarded in Nemesis is the way she felt that they were treated. Um, yeah. So, so hold on for a second. So, so she thought that they were discarded in Nemesis. Right. But she's not wrong. The, she's not wrong. Yeah. That, that Nemesis, I, listen, uh, ne- Nemesis could have been such a great movie, but they just fucked everything up. Mm-hmm. So, I will say this. I mean, she's like, as long as, long as she's not getting political, I'm, I'm happy. But you know, it's just, I mean, I mean, she's 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 definitely right. I mean, they really didn't have a big role in Nemesis, did they? Mm, no, no, I don't think so. No, and considering the fact that there were two major characters of the show, and Worf really didn't have a big, big, big part of Nemesis either. No, not really. No. 
Yeah. So so it's just so it was just, it was kind of Picard. It was Picard and Data, really. Brett Brett Spiner, and you really, you know, and that's and that's sad because you look at all the great you know next gen movies, even Generations, First Contact, Insurrection. The whole crew is involved, and everyone gets equal time, and they're all allowed to shine. Nemesis, nobody really shined. And mm. Maybe, you know, Patrick Stewart, obviously. And, right. And Brett Spiner, but no, I mean, I think she's right on that. I think she's right. And then when they came back in Picard, yeah, everyone was like, fuck yeah, man. This is good to have Riker and Troy back. You know, because yeah. because their story is, is a great story. You know, Riker taking over tie-in and really nothing. That would be a series I'd love to see. You know, Riker, you know, you know, Riker basically make a series about Riker after he leaves the Enterprise, captain of the tie-in, you know. Right. So that's something that I'd love to see because I guess in the books the, the tie-in is the least um human-centric starship. It's like the most diverse starship that there is in in Starfleet. So mm. that's and you could you imagine the makeup and the just the the amount of just craziness of the aliens that you would see in a series like that that would yeah. be awesome you know and then obviously you know um oh my god jonathan frakes i mean great marina Sirtis, which is not talking politics is awesome <laughs> yeah and then you know and, and you know then you could sprinkle in you could sprinkle in you know um jesus uh laforge and 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 and, and wharf and you could sprinkle you know, those characters in or some next gen, you could have Q come back and kind of, you know, wreak a little havoc on Riker, you know, kind of have a couple funny episodes like that, have a couple serious episodes where, you know, the, yes, the, you know, after Nemesis trying to take care of, see what's going on with the Romulans is that you know, there's things that you could write about that, you know, so. Right. We're getting, Kurtzman, we're giving you fucking gold. Take it, brother. Take yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. You know, bring it. Bring it. So, um, let's see. So there's there's lots of talk about Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Um, of course, season one is is going brilliantly. Um, Nationally, uh, season two they're already in production as Christina Chong, uh, who plays Lanan Noonien Singh. I love um, her. I, I fucking love her. Well, yeah, she's great. And they talk about working with Paul Wesley, who's going to be the young Kirk, um, who is an officer. He says it says an officer on the USS Farragut, not the captain. Um, they do show him in the captain's chair, but he is not the captain. They show yeah, him because he was not the captain of the Farragut. When yeah, we all remember from the original series episode when he had that that was it that that gaseous, you know, anomaly or that mm -hmm. gaseous like killer that killed a lot of people in the Farragut. He was an officer on the Farragut. Right. He was the captain of a starship of uh, the starship um, Sacagawea or Sacagawea, where the fuck right. Was. He right. was he was the captain of that starship, which I think is a I think described as like an Edison class starship, right? Like the single right. nacelle, right? So, but so. I am looking forward to this. Yeah, it says it's a totally different, younger version of Kirk that we've seen before as an officer on the Farragut. They've also mentioned, uh, in case you've forgotten, uh, it was revealed in the original series that Nurse Christine Chapel was once engaged to a scientist named Doctor Roger Corby, who goes missing in the year twenty two sixty. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Two years after the setting of season one of Strange New World. 
So far, there's been no mention of Corby on this new series with Chapel, um, um, who is happy to play the field as seen in the episode season five. <laughs> when Trek fan Bill McKay made a joke about Corby on Twitter following Spock and Mock, uh, Strange New Worlds co- co-showrunner and co-creator Avika Goldsman replied simply with standby, hinting that they do have a plan for Corby. Huh. So um, we're, we're seeing uh, some interesting things there with that. We've also are we're going to get real with the Gorn. Apparently, you know, uh, if you haven't uh, seen any of that yet, the Gorn have been a big uh, part of this season so yeah, far. Yeah, they have. Been, um, yeah. Between being a part of somebody's backstory and being a major focus of the episode, um, but the way they're talking about, we've seen the Gorn in two ways: a stuntman in a suit and CGI completely. And so the way they're talking the about CGI, the CGI Gorn from from Enterprise from that Enterprise. was done well. That was, was done well. That was done well for CGI for early CGI. That was done well, but it, it, but you couldn't quite see him. It was done well, but it was a little off. But yeah. Strange Rules is going to use a combination of CGI effects and practical puppetry effects. Oh, and um, uh, so they said uh, when we started the show, was the Gorn have to be a key bad guy of the season? What instantly got me excited is that in the age of Game of Thrones, post Jurassic Park, the technology is there to make the Gorn really vivid and scary. Not just a guy in a rubber suit. The trick was your first instinct was let's do it in the full CG CG character. Ah. It's funny. The purists in me always want to go back to the kinds of movies that I was raised, which were we were master filmmakers creating incredible puppetry. So they they're basically are going to do a mixture of CGI and and um, puppetry to kind of blend the two to make uh, your 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 going character in mm-hmm. that as well. So, what do you think about that, Triple D? Do you, do you feel that it's important to? I mean, the Gorn, you get it's a, it's going to be important to pull this off, yeah. Especially if you're going to make them yeah. your major bad guy. If you know? you're going to make him your major bad guy, which I'm surprised they didn't think. But well, I mean, the Klingons are done to fucking death. I mean, I mean right. But the Gorn, I mean, the Gorn are a fierce fucking enemy, mm-hmm. fierce enemy for the Federation early on. So, you know, listen, and I think they're going to do a good job with it because so far watching the first six episodes of Strange New Worlds, they have proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be like, yo, they're going to crush it with the Gorn. And mm-hmm. I like and I like the Gorn as an enemy. It's still it's an old school enemy from the from the original series. And now they're giving them a spotlight. So right. let's do it. I love it. I and it's a, it's a it. it's, it's a creature it's a alien race that quote unquote is not known at this time period you know and again Kirk was like we don't know much about the Gorn when they when they knew you know yeah. and so there's that aspect of it and then of course I don't know if you saw the preview for episode seven but it looks like there's a Tholian web involved oh, um, okay you know so maybe we see something about the Tholians next time those damn Tholians um, yeah so I mean it's it, it's I like this because you're in that exploratory stage. Where maybe we see more of the Tholians, more of the Gorn, more of these, you know, races that we don't see a ton about that we've heard of. So, you know, um, there's also talk about um, uh, if there are any. Uh, they asked Kurtzman, Kurtzman if there are any crossovers to look forward to, and he just simply replied yes without elaborating. So, oh. so there's going to be some crossovers coming. So could that be with Discovery and Strange New Worlds? Could it be? You know, here's the thing with Discovery is you can make Discovery go anywhere you want. Yeah. Right, because of the because of the mycelial network, 
and how things work. We know it can go time and space. With oh, really? Things. So wait a minute. So they. I thought I thought the only way they could go back in time is with 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 the help of something else to go back in time. Well, they talked about how theoretically they could they could they could traverse time and space with the mycelial network. Really? Um, in theory, I mean, they haven't done it yet, and they did it with the the time crystals and the suit and everything like. Yeah, that. I was gonna say yeah, the time. You know, crystals, yeah. Uh, you know, but in theory, that you know, I think it was one of the things that was mentioned early in Discovery was that in theory, you know, they could. They could go based off of time and space. Um, Man, wouldn't that be something? All of a sudden, Enterprise and Pike, and then I don't know where it pops up. The the pops the up Discovery, Discovery again. Pike's like Pike's like, what the fuck? Come yeah. on, man! I thought y'all weren't supposed to be here anymore. You know, kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, that'd be crazy. Because I mean, yeah. I do, and that again, I appreciate Strange New World not ignoring Discovery, making those small references, and and like I can't talk about that. You know, those, those kind of things. You know, they've done a really good job of maintaining yeah, that, have, yeah. that continuity and everything along those lines. So um, LeVar Burton does um, talk about, say he does mention the same thing, how season three of Picard is going to be a love poem to TNG. And he does <coughs> he does give a a little bit of a spoiler and that Jordy gets a family. Um, I got to work with my kid, my daughter, Micah. She plays one of Jordy's two daughters. So the whole story is about Next Generation is, uh, it's about the next generation of the next generation in many respects. So oh, Jordy gets a family in that aspect. Um, okay. You know, um, and it says, uh, it says, uh, Jordy, uh, seeing Jordy with a family is something the actor must be very happy about. Burton has been critical of the TNG writers, how they handle Jordy, making his relationship with Minning, calling the engineer's awkwardness with the opposite sex a tired trope. And so, yeah, they really did. You know, and saying, and of course, having Jordy's daughter played by. Um, Burton's real daughter, Micah, who has hosted a number of recent Star Trek panels, can only be a big bonus. So, um, you know, but he also said he's ready to say goodbye to Jordy. So this is definitely his last thing he wants to do as um, as Jordy as well. So uh, I'm, I'm happy for LeVar Burton. You know, the fact that he's going to get a family. Um, the, that's very cool that he gets to play with his own daughter yes. um, as his daughter and then both the real world in there as well. So, um, you know, I'm, it sounds a lot like, you know, there's going to be a lot of fan service in, in uh, Star Trek and on Picard season three. So how do you feel about that triple D that they're going to, it sounds like just a big uh, fan fest, love fest for the fans for this last episode. How, I, how love do you think? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, because, you know, the fans, we have put our hard earned time and we've, you know, just follow these actors and these characters for the last like 30 years. Mm-hmm. We need, we need a good send off for these characters. Yeah. You got, you got to tie it in. You got to tie it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. How they sent data off in season one of Picard. It sucked. I'm sorry. Yeah. It sucked. You didn't, you're like, that's it. That's it. That's, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I'm, you know, I really, I really hope that because season two of Picard got really good. It got really fucking good. Yeah. It at did. the end, at the end, it really, it just made me feel good. And then with Strange New Worlds being so good, hopefully season three of Picard can follow what Strange New Worlds and the end of season mm-hmm. two of Picard has done. 
And hopefully also, season five of Discovery. Season will, five of Discovery. Please, yeah. for the love of God. Oh my God. Season four is just it just mm-hmm. it sucked. It was it was it was the weakest it was, thing that they put it out. Was, it was weak. I mean I get it. I get you know they're probably putting all their attention to Strange New Worlds, but you can't you can't let Discovery, you know, just go down like that after a great season three, you know. I mean that's yeah. So yeah. So 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 hopefully season five of Discovery be good. Lower Dex is gonna knock it out of the park anyways. You don't have to worry about yeah lower decks, but but hopefully, you know, hopefully everything comes fucking golden uh for for the next season along and hopefully season three of Picard we get we get our final goodbye to all the great characters from from next generation and they don't take a, and they don't take you know they don't put a turd in the fucking punch in the punch bowl so right yeah yeah that's that's interesting and you know um it, it's it's one of those things where you know Star Trek has all these things that you can build momentum off of and hopefully you can carry that exactly. and um you know we we also know that they have a ton of things that are in the hopper and you know how do you how do you do that well um i don't know if you remember a while back we talked about nicholas meyer he he had had this uh yeah. uh steady alpha five story that he wanted to do yeah um well they're gonna turn it into a podcast um, really? Yeah. So it says, uh, as a guest in the latest episode of Page One, the Writers Podcast, Nicholas Meyer was asked about the project, and he realized that will be a podcast. And when the host laughed, Meyer revealed he was serious. It is. I'm not joking. I I am concluding a deal to turn it into a podcast podcast, which I will write and presumably direct. And if the podcast is a hit, then maybe we'll revisit on film of some kind. So so so, so basically, it's it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be like an old radio show then. Right, exactly. That's what he says. That's, I love radio plays when I was in college. That's awesome. Yeah. I directed a play weekly, and so he's looking forward to that. Um, and he says you can use your imagination. Uh, there's a few podcasts that I listen to that do that, and they're really, really good. And yeah. um, and this isn't the first time that this Star Trek set a drama podcast. Um, Alex Kurtman revealed that they're developing a new Star Trek podcast. Um Simon Schuster released the audio drama Star Trek Picard No Man's Land. Yes, I was listening to that. I was listening yeah. to that. And so that was, that is uh yeah. you know audio drama. It was it's not a book or anything like that. And it features no. Michelle Hurd and Jerry Ryan. Yeah. Um and, it was and, good. It's it's been good. I, I haven't I've I, I was trying to listen to it at the store and I just I couldn't listen at the store and, and then I just haven't had any time really to listen to it, but I will that's definitely something I'll be sitting down and, and enjoying because yeah. I enjoy those, you know. I, yeah. I enjoy the audio books, and I know Simon, Simon, yeah, Simon and Schuster Audio when they used to do the older Star Trek books, they put in sound effects, they do, you know, yeah. kind of stuff like that, to kind of and music to try to make it, you know, as dramatic as as possible. You know? Right, and that's the plan with this is do the same thing. So, so, but it's going to be a podcast form, which means, you know, weekly episodes and things along like that. So how do you feel about this triple D taking something I like this and fucking, putting it in a podcast form? I fucking love it. I, I absolutely love it. And it's great. You know, it's something that you can listen to on the go, mm-hmm. you know, you're driving, you can listen to it, everything. No, I mean, this is, this is a totally win-win situation. And plus to the, the production cost of doing it, isn't going to be as high as doing it on TV. So there's a chance for, you know, Paramount and Nicholas and Nicholas Mayer to make some money, to make some potentially really good money on this. So, and then, and then plus two, 
for like voice actors and even for the actor or the actresses, they can sit, they can, they can, they can, they can do a, they, they can do a stream yard where they can just do it like that. Yeah. And you don't have to bring you know, bring people into a studio or anything and the editing software on computers, e- hell, even on your cell phones, it's just incredible. Yeah. So this is such, this is such, such a good idea. And it's going to be a big, and I think it's going to be a big money maker. I think for Paramount and for Nicholas Mayer. Great idea. I, I fucking love it. Yeah, we know Nicholas Mayer does some great stuff. I mean, so hey, go for it. I think it's go awesome. It. Yeah, it's you know, awesome. it'll be it'll be fun and another way to ingest our like I would like I'm not a big audio book guy because you know I hate the starting and stopping and all that. But if it's a podcast where it's thirty minutes or an hour where I can listen, you know, maybe get it into the gym or something while I'm listening. I'm more likely to listen to that way when you break it up instead of just like a three hour, six hour kind of block of whatever. Um, so three, I like three, six hours, try 12 hours. Yeah. I mean, but hey, when you, yeah, spread, man. when you spread that out where I can listen, like an hour at a time and yeah. you know, take a break and, you know, listen to other things, you know, I'm more likely to listen. So I'm, I'm looking forward to something like that, you know, um, to go forward. So, um, you know, the last thing that we're going to talk about today. Um, those of you may remember it a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago in April, we had that Star Trek Next Generation in the style of the animated series got released. Um, well, Gazelle Animations, they're back and they, they've now done it with Star Trek Voyager. Um, so Voyager's Threshold gets animated. Um, so they take the Threshold they, and they went double the time this time. Um, they went six minutes long. Wow. Um, with this one. And so, um, you know, so as we talked, they talked about before, they wanted to do more. They're looking for that challenge. And they asked why Threshold. And so since Forger comes from a similar area of Trek to TNG, I thought it'd be fun again to translate that world into TASL. As for the excerpt I chose, I went through a lot of episodes over and over for ages until I decided on Threshold. To me, there's something TASE about the crew members turning on this, turning into salamanders. Um, and then to address the obvious, I did choose what's considered to be a terrible episode of Trek to see how it would work as a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> so um, I haven't seen this yet. Um, what's you know, the, what, what, what is the um, channel again, John? I'm sorry. Gazelle Animations. Gazelle Animations. Yeah. So um, you, you can, you, it's Star Trek Voyager, the animated series is what you'll find. And uh, it's, uh, it looks great. Oh yeah, I, mean, I got it. I I got I got I got it right there. Yeah, it looks great and it should be fun. Yeah, and it's six minutes of the threshold episode. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so all right, so Triple D uh, again. We, this is another fan made type thing. Boy, is there is there a fandom that comes up with better fan created things than the Star Trek universe? No, no. No, I mean you look at Gazelle Animations with with this Star Trek continues, Axnar, all the fan made and stuff is just fucking incredible. It's entertaining. It's done well because they're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to put something out that's going to look like shit. So, to me, and, and if I was Paramount. I'd hire Gazelle Animations to basically do. I would tell them like, listen, pick out ten seasons from all from all the Star Trek series, 
and animate them in that style and have that star trek you know star trek animated um you know just speak star trek animation you know have like three seasons of that where it's like you know where you watch some of the greatest star trek episodes but in the animated series you know style i think that would be for now i think that'd be great mm-hmm. that'd be wonderful right but the only issue is just trying to the voices for the actors and stuff that would be hard because if you try to do some original series stuff it'd be you know kind of hard to get like you know like the actors and stuff for that but i can see you know like voyager voyager deep space nine yeah i mean why not yeah be awesome so give give them some money paramount give them yeah. some money baby yeah i'm on the payroll put them on the payroll let's go well i mean that's that's the whole point we'll see um you know i would love to see you know full animations of it yeah but. You know, it's it's fantastic. one of the, it would be great, but you know, it's a it's one of those things again. You go back to at the same time you put it under Paramount's, you know, thing. Does it's no longer fan created? You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I think that's what I love about like you know, continues Axanar. Uh, this is it's it's people who just love it. Yeah, and they're not doing it to make money. They're doing it because they care. Exactly. And, and, yeah, and so. You 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 see that passion, yeah, in in the production of what you're doing. So we should we should we should really try to reach out to um, the guy that played Kirk, um, Vic. Uh, I'm going to butcher his last name because it's so Italian, but just Vic. Um, we should definitely reach out to him. Yeah, try I mean, to get him on the show because yeah, I because because I heard I, I heard an interview that he did on, on another podcast. It just seems like a, he's a huge Star Trek fan, hmm. gigantic Star Trek fan. And when he did Shatner, like Shatner, you know, like Shatner goes, you know, you really nailed it really good. Mm. And I thought he did a great, I thought he did a great Kirk too. Yeah. So. Hey, we can reach out there. We can reach out to Gazelle Studios. There's lots of things we can yeah, do. Exactly, which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's the whole point is figuring out who we want to talk to. Exactly. Exactly. And which, by the way, we're going to take a short break to say, hey, if you want to find out who you want to talk uh, to, for one us to talk to on this podcast, you can always email the show at the academy hmg at yahoo.com or you can message us on twitter at the academy hmg exactly or on facebook at academy hmg all those three ways you could tell us what you want to think or hear <laughs> or who you want us to reach out to and we will do our best to reach out to them and see if they'll come on the show um we did it last week with retro badger yeah um, there's some other things in the what fire a, what a great gas retro yeah badger was he was awesome and if you haven't listened to that episode yet Go listen to it because um, it was right before this one. So go check that out. But uh, you know, it's it's uh, if, if this again, this is a show we're doing it, but we want your input. But if yeah. you don't, but we'll just keep doing what we want to do, which is fine by us. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, because you guess what? Because we're having fun. So yeah, we're having a good time. But with that said, I think it's time to uh, go on to our main point. I know, man. So, I guess yeah, we had a, to, we had a lot of news this week. We did, and well, of course, we took a week off last week with uh, Retro, Retro Badger. Badger. Yeah, so with Mister Badger, Mister Badger, Mister right. Badger, Mister Badger. <laughs> so now I guess it's time for uh, James. If you'll uh, go ahead and release our Black Alert. 
And we will get started with our main point today, which is Star Trek Insurrection. Yes. The 1998 released film directed by Jonathan Frakes. It's the ninth film in the Star Trek film series. Um, and then the third with the Next Generation cast. So um, uh, F. Murray Abraham played the main bad guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, as the main Sona bad guy there. And then um, uh, Donna Murphy was the Baku lady who was the main protagonist on the on the planet mm-hmm. of Baku there. So um, this is set directly in the middle of the Minion War. Uh, for those of you who've never seen this, it is, a, to me, a really good film. There's a lot that they cover. Um, I think if you've listened last week, we kind of went over a little bit about it with Retro Badger a little bit. He didn't like this film. I talked about kind of why I kind of liked it a little bit. Um, yeah. There's a lot that they cover in this film, um, which I think was very, very good. You yes. know, um, but it's set in the middle of the Dominion War. We know that the war's not going well. No, um, it's not. You know, and so uh, you know, we see it starts off with with you know just this idyllic kind of you know village. Village, yeah. That's set. You know, you don't. They use the Sierra Nevadas. They filmed in the Sierra Nevadas. Um, but it could be like a, a European type looking village, just very simple, you know, no real, you know, moving electronics or mechanicals yeah. or anything like that. Looks like pre warp society, you would say. Um, I'd say 1800s type, you know, setting. If, yeah. if you were going to give it a timeline that these people were, and then all of a sudden, a phaser fire comes out of the middle of nowhere. And it's just like magically showing up. And it's like, mm-hmm. what's happening right now? And come to find out, um, Data is involved, and there his hood comes off. Uh, apparently, they have the the Federation has invisible cloaking suits that they can wear, so they can observe um, species like this. And they have what they call the duck blind, where and they don't want to, and they don't want to cloak their chefs, really. right? But yeah, they cloak their everything oh, else. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so. Um, and so data gets you know involved and he starts taking things off. But one thing we do notice is there is a damage along his neck, yeah. um, from you know, and so but we see him firing at you know Federation people and he knocks out the duck blind so that it's all visible and everybody's visible now. And so, uh, then we cut to the Enterprise and we cut to, um, basically. Uh, a wedding scene, you know, or uh, is it a wedding? No, no, it's a party. It's a party. It's a party. That's right. That's right. It's yeah. the next one. It's the wedding. Uh, I get, I get this because they're they're in their dress. They're both 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 movies yeah. start with dress uniforms. Dress, yeah, dress yeah. uniforms. This yeah. is one where the the uh, they're introducing a new new species in yeah. the Federation. Yes, yes. And they're talking about it, but then they're saying they just received achieved warp last year, and they're mm-hmm. talking about the war is going badly. That's why they need more people and their resources. They're letting people in now a lot faster because they need the resources of different planets and different species to be able to help with the war. Mm-hmm. And so we see that he's supposed to Captain Picard is supposed to be doing these things to introduce the new uh, ambassador and this new race. And then they, on their way there, Worf happens to show up and, <laughs> you know, because Worf magically shows up in all these movies, you know. He does, yeah. You know, in the first in first contact, it was because he was with the Defiant stopping, helping to stop, you know, 
uh, the Battle of Sector 001, yeah. um, which the Defiant coming from B-Space 9, just, you know, it seems like a very big stretch, you know, for the Defiant. Yeah. Come, to come all the way back there. Um, but yeah, guess, that was, yeah. I guess, you, you know, the, the thing about it was it was a ship designed to fight the Borg. So if you notice, a lot of the ships there were Akira class and things along those lines. Yeah, they were, were, yeah. We were supposed to have anti-Borg technology. And then, um, came, and then came the Sovereign class, which is designed to crush the Borg. Right, right. Which, of course, they were in another complete sector and, you know, told not to engage, but like... Uh, which, is, which is crazy because... Uh, you have a captain who knows what the hell he's doing, and you yeah. have a ship trying to take that thing out. So, yeah, but you know, so that's we, so that it was more plausible then for Worf to to be a part of of first contact. But this one was just really really funny. It's just like all like, of a sudden, oh, Mister Worf, you're here. Oh and my it, god, and Picard Mr. Wolf. like says, "Fuck everybody else. We're talking to Worf. Uh, yeah. Worf is my boy now." Um, and, uh, you know, and so then it's like, oh, we got to go do this thing. And, uh, but they, they put that up, thing up the card side. Uh, yeah. Oh, right before that, they get a message saying they need help. They need data's schematics or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, because he's off on this, you know, <laughs> observation thing. And so, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, an interesting time as far as that goes, but they have the, the party, they have everything go on there. They put this crazy little headband thing on Picard. Yeah, um, they did. That headband thing, and there was he was supposed to have a dance with the ambassador later, um, you know. And so there was that as well. Basically, they cut the party short because of Data. They're supposed to send the schematics, but they're like, "Nah, fuck that. It's Data. We're going." Yeah, we're, exactly. Yeah. And we're going to see where he's at now. He goes to this. Uh, they go to this section of the uh, the quadrant there. Uh, they call the Briar Patch because it has this. There's the only specific ways you can go because of these dense clouds that can cause damage to your ship. And there's only certain paths you can do. You can't warp, and it takes a while. And you get to this planet um, that this race of people called the Baku are living on, mm-hmm. and it has the metagenic rings. And when you're on planet, which they find out, you begin to. I get. I wouldn't say regress, but de-age. De-age. Is, yeah. Is the way I would, would it- call it. And if you have any like handicaps or any type of stuff, like when Jordy was blind, right, your eyes grow back. His 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 eyes grew back, right, and stuff. So basically, it's it's a plant that keeps you internally young, yeah, and ever and repairs damage. You know, what I mean, repairs damage. Yeah, yeah, like like that's the thing. He was having trouble with his implants, and it was because the implants were being rejected because his eyes. Grew coming back in, yeah, yeah, and so, so you can understand why you would want to study a planet like this. I mean, to me, if I'm if I'm the Federation, I would set up for, to protect the planet and send my injured people there so they can recover on planet. But the idea was they're working with the Sona, who are shady AF, you know, oh, big time. You know, we find out that they have subspace weapons, which were banned. They have all kinds of things they're doing. The Sona um, use, you know, they basically conquered other races and incorporated their technology into uh, what they're doing. And uh, basically, long story short, we find out that the Sona are the Baku. They are the people who are on that planet. And come to find out the people on that planet, they choose to live the way they do. They don't 
It's not that they don't know what a warp drive is or anything like that. They've just chosen to live that simple life on that yeah. planet. Which I was I don't blame them. I, yeah. I would too. Why not? Yeah, and we find out they're 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 hundreds of years old, um, like hundreds of hundreds of years yeah. old. Yeah, and they have an incredible mental discipline. They have all kinds of things about them that what they've done is instead of focusing on technology, they focused on themselves and become their peak self in that aspect. Where with the mental capabilities and um, being able to hone on the arts and different things, mm-hmm. and so we see that idea of okay. We, they have what we want in the sense of they have this thing where they're able to stay young. And so the Sona are going to do this device where they're, they'll take all the metagenic radiation from this ring and they'll be able to use it to heal themselves and to be able to heal other people. Well, come to find out, the Sona really, they're doing it because they were rejected. They rejected that technology. They left the planet and they're mm-hmm. trying to maintain themselves through face stretching and you know replacing Ooh, yeah all that kind of stuff that they did which was super weird and super really weird and super dark at one point the admiral yeah. who's involved he gets he gets killed by being put on one of yeah. their things and they stretch his face out to where he, he gets smushed and it was it was it was a brutal way to go it um, was absolutely fucking brutal well and and the thing was if they the, the baku couldn't stay on the planet because if they did they would die yeah. with with the metagenic radiation and so they were going to move them um and put them on a hollow ship and take them to another planet a la which the trail of tears trail of tears know, yeah you know and and which was mentioned in this you know we had the trail of tears we had the yeah. we had the forced relocation of people and this never worked it's never right this isn't right and we see things happen to the Enterprise crew. Um, you know, Riker shaves his beard. Yeah, you know, Picard feels good. Jordy losing his eyes. Worf getting giant, you know, long hair and giant warts. On, also, uh, also, also, too. By the way, uh, Riker and Troy's love came back. Yeah, they kind of, kind of got hot and heavy for each other. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah, she kissed him and she's like, "Oh, gross." He's like, "Gross." He said, well, I've never kissed you with that thing in your face before. And so, you know, he, he shaves down to a baby face and, you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, but we're seeing the kind of, as you get younger, that more aggressive kind of personality aspect of it mm-hmm. um, to the point where um, they are going to go against Admiral's orders. And, you know, you know, they're like, the Admiral's like, you know, we're going to tell the Federation Council. He goes, who do you think sent me? Why do you think I'm here? And he's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna tell the story of the Baku. And so they some of the crew goes with uh Picard down to the surface in the Captain's yacht. First time we've seen the Captain's yacht make an appearance on any any episode with, mm-hmm. with a ship. Um, you know, Picard is you know trying to sneak weapons and things and uh transport uh transporter uh jammers and the crew finds out. And so about half the crew goes with him down to the surface to help. <clears throat> and the other half, you know, make their way, you know, to the ship. And one, of the, I think one of the interesting things is, you know, Jordy's down there. And before they leave, he says, um, he's, he's, he says, you know, Captain, I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself if we moved these people, you know, knowing that I saw a sunset with my own eyes, I would give that up to make sure that they wouldn't, wow. you know, like Jordy was, who had the most to gain from something like this. Yeah. He was willing to go back to the way he was. So that they could stay where he was at. I mean, yeah, it just shows the commitment. And again, the ideals of the flagship 
of of the of the federation of exactly. how it should be. Yeah. Hey, we are going to maintain our principles even when everybody else isn't. You know, we yeah. When the know, rest of Starfleet isn't right, we you will. Know, we will. We will maintain mm-hmm. what it means to be Starfleet and what it means exactly. to be you know human and what it means to be this. So, um, you know, and of course, there's some humorous moments <coughs> before they go down. You know, Worf is going through Klingon puberty again. <laughs> and he goes, you know, let us know when you're, you know, if you have any aggressive tendencies. And Worf is shooting some of these, like, little drones that are using to tag uh, some of the Baku to, to transport them off planet. And the, the gun stops working. So then he turns it around and just starts swinging it like a baseball bat to take out some of these drones. And he turns around and says, I'm definitely feeling aggressive tendencies. You know, like, <laughs> he, he's all jacked up on Mountain Dew coming at you like a spider yeah. monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so um, we just see they make their way through the mountains to kind of hide, um, to keep the Baku on planet, to give Riker and Jordy and them more time to get out of the Briar Patch. And then we see the scene with the Sona uh, as they're trying to get out of the Briar Patch, um, where they use subspace weapons, and you know they have to detonate the warp core to, you know, in theory, stop the subspace tear that they're. They're doing that's happening with the weapon they use, mm-hmm. and then we see the Riker maneuver where the Riker, Riker maneuver Riker takes in a bunch of uh, stuff in the Bassar collectors, and then then drops it right in front of them as they fire, and that the gaseous stuff just explodes and takes out the two ships as they yeah. make their way, and now they're able to make their way to the exit unimpeded. Um, mm-hmm. Tell the story of what's happening. I, so, thought the, uh, I thought the I thought the I thought the Riker maneuver like I know the Riker, but the, the Riker maneuver is supposed to be where he. Mounts over that chair and sits right. down in the chair. That's right, like, hey, that's the Riker maneuver. That's as we all from, know uh, from uh, uh, Cinema Sense. Yeah, but you know, um, we do see the the manual control steering column, um, which I liked. I thought it was cool. You know, mm-hmm. we see it again later on in uh, Lower Decks with Ransom. Um, yep. They kind of make reference to that, in, except he's seated in the seat and it comes up mm-hmm. that way rather than you know Riker standing there. Um, but you know, sometimes when you fly, I mean, we saw that even in Voyager. That Paris is like, no, I need that. I want the he wants the sticks. He wants the control that way, just not pushing buttons. Um, yeah. So if you're a pilot, you want to feel it. You want to feel the ship. You want to feel the thing. Yeah. And so, um, and so, basically, long story short, at the end, Picard and crew they're able to stop the Sona from releasing the uh, the device and. They blow everything up, and they they bring the um, Sona who were um, who who didn't die in the explosion. They brought them back to the Baku and let them live their life with the Baku, um, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know just brought everything back together. So um, overall, good movie. I think yes. you know um, I know I, we haven't gotten into quite as much details as we have with other ones, but I think it's because this is a movie that has a lot of there's a lot to it. There's just so much that, you know, we're going to give you the general covering points. I think the high points of it, but I think really you've got to watch this one to really appreciate yeah. it. F Murray Abraham as uh, Owafu is great as a villain. I mean, just, you know, the facials and the things that he does. Um, oh shit. I have a presentation I'm supposed to give in about 15 minutes. Shit. Okay, well then, <laughs> let me just then, John. Then, then, then let me say this, guys. Go watch Insurrection. Check it out. It's a really good movie. The audio score for for Insurrection is really good as well. Yes. So listen to the music. It goes perfectly well with the scenes. Mm-hmm. So, so John's got to do a presentation. 
in 15 minutes. So we got to wrap it up. So we're wrapping it up, baby. We had a lot of fun today. Yes. But um, so, John, they can find you. Uh, well, real, real quick, social- it's oh, your turn. Your turn for a trick. Right? Gazelle Animations. So check them out, guys. They just they just did the Star Trek Voyager animated series. They've done Star Trek Next Generation. It's a good... That is really... Go check them out. Say that Dimitri Zertel from the Academy Star Trek Podcast sent you there. Check it out, guys. It's really awesome. So that's my track wreck for this week. Gazelle Animations on YouTube. John, um, everyone can find you. John Enright on all the social medias, correct? Yeah, Jay Reezy Man. Jay Reezy Man. And then if they want for if they if they have uh, mental issues or stuff having stuff with mental health, they can contact you, John Enright at Freedom at Freedom. Just John at FreedomHousePC.org. John at FreedomHousePC.org. Guys, mental health is no fucking joke. If you're going through shit, contact John. John will help you, or he'll get you in touch with someone in your area to help you guys out. You can find me, Demetrius Zerdos. On all the social medias, I'm not, I'm not toxic on there, so don't worry. Um, but guys, listen, it's been a great episode. We had a lot of fun today. Got a lot of news done. Talked about a great movie, Insurrection. Check it out. So we'll be back next week on the Star Trek Academy Podcast. Live long and prosper, Star Trek fans. <laughs>